back, everyone. I have been enjoying my streak of podcast guests lately. I love coming on and just talking about sneakers and cultures um, and just different topics. But today I get to bring someone on who I feel like you've seen everything over the past decade. Dennis, how are you doing? I'm doing great, DP. Great to be here. Thanks for having me on. How long do you feel like you've been a part of, let's say, the culture as a whole? streetwear and, and sneakers. If, if you want to go way back since I was a kid, but I mean, yeah. professionally, since I was like 18, 19, when I started at Karma Loop and I'm 33 yeah. now, turning 34 in November. So yeah, it's been yeah. some time. Yeah. We're, we're of the same age demo. And I, I remember last time we spoke, you brought up the Karma Loop days. I forgot how much I was living off the- You were killing uh, it with the rep program. The rep program. Yeah. Yeah. But that was like, I had the best code in the world, Kid Cuddy. And I, I was running a Kid Cuddy website. That's just like, hey, everyone, <laughs> come get your Karma Loop discounts. He codes, man. You're out here hustling early. Oh, Hatchet. That was, man, early social media. That was, I, I feel like that was Twitter at its finest, in my opinion, like 2008, 2011. In the forums. That, that's where everyone was. I mean, this is pre Slack, pre Discord, pre you know, Instagram yeah. just kind of taking its stride. And, you know, that was like when Twitter was the shiny new thing and everyone was flocking to it. And yeah. yeah, yeah. And then that everyone was just on forums. It, it was crazy. Yeah. And you say, you say forums and the first thing that comes to mind to me right now is Kanye to did you ever spend any time on Kanye to Yeah, absolutely. I, I lurked. I never had an account on there. Like I definitely was someone that was just kind of peripheral. Like I was more involved on the hypebeast forums. I was super active on there. Um, but the forum culture was crazy. I mean, just seeing how people came together back in the day. I mean, even on the hypebeast forums, like (laughs) it's funny, like Phil from uh, Madbury club, the founder of that, like he was doing battles with this kid blocks, head who was Tyler, the creator, um, you know, and it's just it, Lupe Fiasco was on there posting. That's how I met Nick Diamond. That's how I met Mega from Black Scale. That's how I met a lot of people was, was through the forums. It was kind of a wild time. Yeah, that, that's kind of early internet communities that helped spawn this arrow that we're having right now. Um, you know, hearing you talk about everyone, I feel like everyone started in some sort of form, whether that was music or Hypebeast or, or, or sneakers, it, it was there, right? What do you think inspired you from that? Um, obviously, Outfit Grid is, is community-based. Even for me, Soul Savvy is community-based. Um, I, I grew up living on the internet and talking to people who understand and appreciate the things I love. Um, but what did you take away from kind of those, those days? It's community. It's the same that's happening now. It's just a different medium. Community is really the thing that keeps inspiring me. And especially in the early days of the forums, it was really expanding your, your view into the world and kind of your visibility of like how creative people are, you know, what people are doing in LA, what people are doing in Chicago, what, you know, it wasn't just, okay, this is what's happening within your five mile radius of Boston. You know, it was kind of this, not just in the U.S., but this global view of, okay, there's all these things happening and you start learning about like, you know, what's happening on Fairfax or what's happening in Soho. And like, you start making these trips and you connect with other people and it, the community really just uh, opened my eyes to so many different things that were happening. And 
I think the same thing is true about social media today with like Instagram and, and Twitter. That's how people are connecting. It's just, uh, honestly, it's a way better format than the forums because the forums were kind of a mess to navigate. And like, it was, it was, it was more, you had to be a little more tech savvy. I think like you had to know a little bit of HTML to like write into <laughs> files, you know, it was, it was a different time for sure. Yeah, but I think there's something really just like organic and raw about that that I always appreciate um, and appreciated coming from that. Like when I go to social media, I'm very like, I just take action. I, ju- I just do because it's, it's what I'm used to. Whereas, you know, some people, and it's totally cool, um, take a very curated and thoughtful approach to what they say or what they post. Um, I love that raw aspect of, of community and, and talking to people because it just it's as authentic as it can be on the internet. Totally. Totally. And it was different then too, because no one was really trying to like go for clout because there really wasn't any, you know, like when you were on the forums, you didn't have followers, you didn't have like counts, you didn't have anything like that. It was, I mean, there was, of course there was like clout within the community, but it was, it was just positioned slightly different. It was like, oh, you want to fit battle on a forum or, you know, oh, you posted this pair of shoes before everyone else, but it wasn't as quantified as it is today. So it's, it it feels a little bit different. I think, you know, not to sound like the old guy, but it it, it came from a place that was a little bit more pure intentioned, I think, as opposed to today where it's very lucrative to be popular on the internet, but back then Mm -hmm. that, that didn't exist. And it's an amazing pathway and like, shout out to everyone that that's profiting off that. I mean, we, we all do, right? Like and a lot of people listening are, are, are savvy benefactors of that, not to use soul savvy in vain, but you know what I'm saying? Like it's, uh, it, it's just how it exists today. So it's, it, it was just a different time. That's all. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you, you mentioned no followers, no likes. I think that's what I've appreciated in, our soul savvy communities is no matter who you are, what you do, how much money you make, how big your collection is, you're part of the community and you're just, you're just another one of us, right? There's nothing to kind of distract you and take away from like, Oh shit, this guy's a celebrity, right? We have Eric Pascal and one of the communities lurking and occasionally posting, right? We have different people in there, but it's all, it all feels like there's a, an equal layer of accountability and authenticity that sometimes, you know, can get lost on the internet, but um, it's, it's always good to see when people can just be themselves and enjoy the thing that they're passionate about. Um, so what, what, what happens for you next? Like how, how does your career evolve? Cause, and I guess to, to give people a little bit of picture, uh, give people a picture of where you're at right now. Um, what is your title and job? Because I think it's the fucking coolest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. I, I oversee all the streetwear and sneaker partnerships and Instagram. So yeah. that means I work with all of, you know, your favorite brands, designers, retailers. I, I try to help them tell their stories on Instagram and grow their businesses. So we're really focused on Instagram shopping is a big priority now. So really yeah. focused on building that out, bringing new brands into the mix, um, getting more exclusive drops happening on Instagram. There's going to be a lot of exciting things that happen over the next year that I think people are going to be really thrilled about. And uh, yeah, man, just kind of uh, putting out fires along the way, helping, you know, make the product better, whatever I can do to help out. So yeah, I have, I definitely have a unique title right now and, you know, kind of like an army of, of, 
one in, in, in my department, just kind of my, my own squad, but hopefully that'll be changing. Hopefully we'll be building, building the team yeah. more and, and, and making it even bigger and better. So it's exciting, exciting time. Yeah. That's, that's the definition of getting shit done um, on your own as, as a business unit. But um, I, I bring this up because man, tell yourself 10 years ago that you'd be doing that. I think you'd, you'd probably pinch yourself a little bit, but yeah. Um, I mean, I, I don't think I even knew about Instagram in 2011. So maybe yeah. I just heard rumblings of it, but I, I signed up and maybe, maybe it, it was like, no, I feel like I signed up like late October, 2011, maybe 2012. I can't remember. It was right at the beginning and it was a totally different app then, you know, it was, it was just uh very lo-fi photos with Valencia filters and shoot <laughs> native in the app. It was it was a different time for sure. It was it was cool though. It was again like the community was different. You know, I think things evolve and and it's it's beautiful where they've gone and, and people's creativity has been able to expound, you know, multiples of of what it was. There's more tools, there's more services, there's video is a big priority you know it's it's cool it's awesome to see yeah absolutely so how how have you seen sneakers and streetwear um kind of evolve over the last decade the last five years like what where have you seen the biggest shift personally yeah it's it's been interesting um there's been a lot of changes happening along the way i mean there's definitely at a trend level a lot of different waves happening you see um obviously we're probably past that uh, peak of the dunk hype. I, I think I, I like to think we're slightly behind it now, but it's it's still going very strong. We're at like probably that peak that's like maybe a little bit below the apex, <laughs> but it's still yeah. very very strong hill or mountain or whatever you want to call that massive elevation that is the dunk right now. And uh, it's it's been insane. I mean, you see gr dunks just going for. Two hundred, three hundred dollars that used to, you know, those used to sit at Foot Locker, and and you know, they would be in the mall for seventy-five, eighty dollars. That's uh, a different time, but yeah, it definitely that's been trending. Obviously, it's been interesting to see how COVID has affected fashion and footwear. Yep. Uh, in particular, you see a lot of slip-on sneakers and shoes and uh, silhouettes like Crocs, for example, which yep. I never thought would be cool and honestly have become very popular. Um, you know, Birkenstocks, the Boston silhouette in particular, I really gravitate towards, you know, cause it's the hometown and also, uh, it's just a good slip on shoe. And then, you know, like loafers and, and different dressed up shoes are kind of popping off right now as well. So, it's it's been interesting to see how COVID has kind of impacted fashion, and I think we're kind of in in, in the middle of like a renaissance where people are going to be like, okay, cool, I've been wearing the same sweatsuit for you know twelve months. Yep. It's time to get dressed up again, put on something that makes me feel really good, and step outside. and And I think that's kind of where we're headed. So we're going to see like, I, I think we're going to see like a lot of bright colors, a lot more. Uh, dressed up silhouettes as it pertains to clothing. I, I think it's going to be interesting. I think we're at like the the start of like another big revolution in fashion. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a good point because I feel like what people are are thirsting for the most right now, and you, you mentioned dunks. Let's on, on that. Um, 
I think Nike's played that really well. I don't think they execute that blueprint to how to bring the dunk back and make it exciting and, and ride it for a year. Um, I, in January said by the end of the year, it'll probably die down drastically. Cause I saw the um, inventory projections and what they were planning from a pipeline. COVID did not help with that at all. Um, now I'm, I'm expecting that to happen next year, but again, like five, six years ago, um, you look at Nike and Jordan, they were kind of struggling to maintain the interest of really any silhouette. And now they can just like that, do it to, you know, a waffle, a 97, a 90, et cetera, et cetera. They're, they're so good at up about marketing and selling to us. They've never been better at it. Yeah. Nike has formula down. I mean, as someone who's at the swoosh, I can, I can tell you it's, it's very intentional. It's very strategic and it's, it's really good. And I'm bought into it as a consumer. I mean, I get super excited when I see, you know, Virgil working on a, a Jordan too, like that, you know, now that silhouette is going to be popping off all next year or the following year. And yeah. it's something that's been kind of slept on for, for, you know, since when was the last release of a Jordan two, it's been, it's been a while, you know, at least yeah, yeah. that's been years. Yeah. I remember getting a, a retro pair in college. So that was like 2009, probably or 2008. So it's, no. it's cool. I mean, but again, Nike's smart about this. And, and I think there are certain silhouettes that are going to be cool to like, you know, like a dunk is good forever. It's going to go through these little waves of like, yeah, it's really cool right now. And it's trendy. And like, you get more likes if you wear a dunk in your fit. But like, you know, yeah. two years from now, three years from now, if the resale still dies down, you're not going to be uncool wearing a pair of dunks. Like dunks are no. always good. Like Jordans are always yeah. good horses are always good yeah and and they should always people should always be buying because they love it and want to see it in their collection a decade from now not because they're trying to ride a wave because that, that gets stale quickly you know things change and, and and pivot a lot um but yeah what i was going to say is kind of like from a from an individuality perspective i think people are really looking for you know the next wave for for them to express themselves and, and showcase this is my personality this is who i am without you know, wearing that Travis Scott or that dunk. And, I, and I'm curious to see where that goes from individual creators, designers, um, whoever it might be. I think that's why we're kind of seeing like these, um, not I'm not going to say knockoff, but inspired Jordan ones um, in, with different things. Because people are like, it's familiar, but it's like saying something different about me. I don't know what it says, depending on what you're buying. But I think that's what people want. I think that's what kind of like the next eight years of or maybe not eight, maybe three years of, of, of fashion and sneakers might just be like, how can you express yourself without having to lay down $3,000 for a Travis Scott sneaker, right? Because I think that's kind of where we got to in the last 12 to 18 months. Yeah, I saw an Instagram reel of a kid customizing a pair of Air Force Ones in the same colorway as the Fragments, the Fragment yeah. Travis Scott ones. And they came out sick. And I was like... Yeah. Those are super dope. And usually I'm kind of like, eh, I, like, you know, but yeah. they came out so clean. And I think there's something there around, like, I think there's a big unlock with like what was known as Nike ID with Nike by you. And I think yeah. their companies are going to lean more heavily into that. And I think that's where I agree with you. I think that's where we're kind of headed is I like the idea of more unique colorways, unique customization, like, yeah wear what you like not what you know someone else has to dictate to you is cool and i i think there's a ton of potential there i love i i love i still call it id i love id i always play around oh. on that it's the yeah. best 
any anytime Nike does an ID project, like you know, they have their general, I'll, I'll say inline ID, but when they do the special projects, yeah, man, yeah. I, I'm all over it because I'm like, if I want something unique and special to me, I'm gonna design it. Um, I can't remember the the name, but there's an Air Force One High with like a tiger for a swoosh. And it was just cool to make that decision and have it show up. And to this day, I've never seen anyone with another pair, right? Like that's, that to me is amazing. Um, even, even this, I think it's Lorenzo OG. Um, I saw Joel Puma. He had a pair of, um, yeah, yeah, exactly. He had a pair. Was it, um, what was it? Um, 98s for him. Yeah. Um, and then I saw the, the Stussy sneaker he was doing. And I looked at it. I was like, damn, this is expensive. But when I thought about the amount of work that goes into this and the uniqueness of it, I laid down for it because I'm like, that's going to be special to me. I'm always going to hold that, hold that to myself. Right. So, um, I'm, I'm very, no, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Um, I'm very, I'm very excited. Uh, yeah. no, his thigh work is insane. And, yeah. and I, I really like the shoes that he's been picking, like the yeah. Air Force ones looks yep. so sick dyed. and the Stussy's look incredible dyed. Like it's, it's shoes that are already cool. And like, to people they're kind of like if you know you know type shoes and then he takes yeah. it to another level with his with the dying yeah i love that those yeah. were super slept on the Converson forces and i feel yeah. like to an extent yeah. even the ones and those were amazing and i feel like kids i mean they they did have a, a secondary market value but like yeah. it wasn't you, like exponentially yeah. no i know and that's like twofold there you know we're getting older when we're yeah. saying kids I, I hate yeah, that I now yeah. refer to the younger generation as kids, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. on the flip side of it, it kind of sucks that we look at sneaker prices and go, Oh, 350, 400. That's not crazy. It's almost like it's become acceptable um, to a degree. And we look at a thousand bucks and go, Oh shit. Which is insane because I can go back to like, you know, those easy ones that you have on your shelf. Like it was yep. unheard of to spend yep. 500 dollars when those came out on a pair of shoes and i remember yeah. doing that i went on ebay yeah. and i got back there and i spent 500 and i was like this is insane that i'm doing this. this is the most i've ever spent on a pair of shoes and you know yeah. you look back now and it's like wow that's incredible i wish i bought 50 of them you yeah. know it's <laughs> yeah. literally it's just gotten so ridiculous you know and you i don't know if it's a combination of inflation and you know, the dollar being worthless, but it's, I, I think we've just come to acceptance absurd prices on the secondary yeah. market. You could literally say that about every sneaker that's released in the last five years, because at the time it was like, this is crazy. Um, Union Jordan ones for $500. That's insane. You know, that's right. so much money. Right. And and now the people who bought it then for 500 bucks are like, wow, I should have doubled up. Right. Like right. It's, it's, right. it's, it's ever shifting and it's crazy, but yeah, that's that's a weird beat them to shreds and still sell them for more than five hundred dollars, which is <laughs> it's just mind blowing, right? You could you could wear them to Coachella for a weekend and destroy them, and some would still give you five hundred. Not even clean them, just sell them no, for the mud with the Coachella mud. Maybe you'll get a yeah. extra value for that. It's cr it's crazy. It is crazy. Um, but yeah, this is a wormhole that um, we could go down for probably too long. So let, I'm going to pivot the conversation back to Outfit Grid because um, I, actually, I just pulled up your, your LinkedIn real quick because I needed a refresher of where you've been and what you've done. And you've been everywhere. Um, Karma Loop, Diamond Supply, Nike, Twitter, um, and then Instagram. There's a bunch of things in between. But my, my point is you've seen a lot and done a lot. How is that 
how did that inspire you to start Outfit Grid from the forums to everywhere you've worked um, and your personal in- interest and, and, and why do something like that? Yeah, Outfit Grid started back in 2012. I was working at Diamond at the time and yeah. it, it was, you know, it was during a time when Instagram was relatively new on the come up. It was this, everyone was on there constantly, you know, trying to figure out like what kind of content to post, how does this work? Mm. Um, How do I take cool photos? And, and one of the things that I started doing was just literally laying my outfit down and taking a photo of it. And I did it maybe two or three times before it kind of caught on. Um, And, and I was like, you know, I, I'm seeing other people, post there, uh, post there, what, what is now known as an outfit grid. And yeah. they were basically like mentioning me in their caption. Cause you couldn't tag people yet. It was still early days of Instagram. And right. um, I was like, you know what? I got to come up with a name for this thing. Like let's build a hashtag around this. Let's, let's build a community. So came up with the name outfit grid. I was like, cool. Does anyone have a trademark? Nope. All right. Let me do that. Let me trademark Kudos. the website. Yeah. yeah, IP is everything, man. And uh, Kudos to you. started the handle. Thank you. And uh, yeah, really from the beginning, I posted a, a bunch of mine just to get like the cadence down. So people knew like, okay, this is what this handle is about. And then literally right. the next day, started featuring some of my friends who had posted and made it this competition. And since, since then, in 2012, every single day since I have posted a winner on Alpha Grid and gone through all the submissions from the day. And yeah. it's, it's crazy. It's almost, it'll be 10 years next year, which is kind That's, of the thing to think about. And there's honestly, when you look at internet age, not a lot of shit makes it through 10 years. Um, you know, I, I look at Kicks deals and I'm like, nice, we're coming up on 10 years and it, and it feels like it, it went very quickly, but the internet moves. So, to, so kudos to you. Cause now I just saw you're in the wall street journal. There's literally an article about outfit grid in wall street journal. The internet is an amazing place. I love it. It really is. It really is. just a simple hashtag, man. That's all it is. And yeah, definitely an amazing co-sign and recognition. Super grateful that the journal picked it up. That was incredible that, you know, getting that message. Hey, we want to mm-hmm. feature was like wow this this is insane now my parents will finally understand what i've been doing putting clothes down on the floor all these years they they, they will finally approve of the yeah. mess you make when it you took, visit it took 10 years in a wall street journal article but i finally got my parents approval so they yeah, yeah. yeah. 3279 posts mom and dad have given that's me how many days. that's basically how many days i mean there's a yeah. couple there's some slight variation, but yeah, it's been over 3,500 days, which is insane to think. That's, yeah, that that that's crazy. Yeah. Um, I, you know, the, the thing for me that I love about it, and and you know, what's kind of what inspires me at, at Soul Savvy is the idea of of community and, and a common interest, um, something people can bond over. And obviously, for us, it, it's just loving sneakers and wanting to wear them. But but for you, it's for for the outfit good community. It's a sense of of, of fashion belonging your whole fit that, and people need that in our lives because I find too much these days. Um, there's a lot of shit going on to try to tear things down and, and not let you enjoy the things you want on the internet. So just to see a, just a fun account where you can go in there and just enjoy people's fits. And, you know, you know, in, in Tony Mui's um, voice, you can talk to, you can talk to me nice. You, you can, you can say something. Um, but it's just great to see people coming together over something like their outfit. And it's, it's very simple, but it means a lot to different people. Yeah. I I think that positivity is key. I mean, that's, I know 
that's kind of the crux of soul savvy, right? Like it's all about the community. It's all about keeping it positive. There is a lot of hate on the internet and a lot of people who are trying to take people down or critique things in a negative light. I mean, I'm, I'm all, I'm always down for the criticism. Like if someone's like, Oh man, I believe you posted Eric Emanuel shorts again today. Like, that's fine. I don't care about that. But if you're like, Oh, I hate this person because he's from X country or whatever. Like then we have a problem, you know, like that's a different conversation, but um, yeah, it's, it's cool, man. I'm just trying to create a space like you are where people can connect over a shared love of, of, you know, fashion sneakers and uh, just express their ideas and hopefully learn some things, maybe level up their own style uh, you know, I've personally discovered a ton of brands. I've made a ton of relationships with different brands, uh, strictly through Outfit Grid, different creators. And that's what it's all about. You know, it's, it's all about the community. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, what's your sneaker collection like now? Are you, are you in the hundreds? Are you a curator? Are you selective? Yeah. Are you, like I'm, I'm all over the map. I keep telling myself to slow down, but I bought two dunks and a Sakai waffle in the last 24 hours. <laughs> Same DP. I'm like, I'm bad because I'll, I'll still buy things. So like, something comes out and I'm like, Oh, this is fire. I really need, the, you know, like I, even if I, I have no plans of like wearing it that this month or, you know, I'm just like, Oh, those are so sick. Or like, yeah. like my ID comment earlier, like I was like, they had some options. I was just playing around and I'm like, Oh, I can kind of make like the Kanye Bapestas out of this. I was like, let me just, you know, whatever. Let me just try it. Oh, let's see how they come up. I'm waiting for yeah. them to come in. But like, do I need another pair of sneakers? No. Do I have room for another pair? No. But no. am I still buying? Yeah, absolutely. And then am I still getting things, you know, gifted to me every once in a while? Sure. So it's, it's definitely like, you know, it's constant. I, I, I battle with my closet a little bit on kind of like storing shoes and, and where I can fit them. I tend yeah. to give away a lot of stuff to like my little brother, who's also my shoe size, or nice. I have some friends I hook up with, with pairs. So yeah, I try to keep it, but I'm probably, probably in the hundreds. I mean, I'm probably at like 200 pairs here, which is a lot. Yeah. You're curating. Well, I'm at, I'm at five and okay. I, I had to move. I had to move into a house with a spare bedroom so I could put all my sneakers in it. Um, I love that. My wife's I need rule. That was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, my wife's rule was literally: don't think about another sneaker leaving this room if it can't fit in the room. Yeah, <laughs> don't buy it. And then she walks in. She's like, "There's shit on the floor." I said, "You got to keep it on racks." And I'm like, "You, you didn't. You just said in the room. Doesn't matter how messy it is in here." Right, right, right. You define it in the room. Yeah. yeah. I got to cut some shit. I'm, I'm in trouble. Um, especially with, with a baby in the house. I got to, hopefully he grows into 11. I would be very happy for my wallet over the next, if he grows into 11. Imagine how cool that is though. Imagine becoming old enough to fit your dad's sneaker size. And he has an insane collection that he passed down to you. Like imagine, I, I mean, that would be like for me turning like however old I was when I reach my peak size 10 foot it's probably i don't know maybe 18 or something imagine turning 18 and you just have hey here's 50 
1985 Jordan ones or like, yeah. Yeah. Kidding? that would be yeah. the coolest thing ever. So I can, I can only imagine how incredible that would be uh, for like the next generation. If we can actually pass down our, our shoe collection and they even care. I mean, that's the other thing. Like, I know he, he yeah. might grow up and be like, look, man, I had to deal with your sneaker bullshit my whole life. <laughs> I don't, I don't like <laughs> yeah. you just I'm not even into shoes. Yeah. I'm into yeah. teleporting dads. Like we don't even yeah. do that. Look, you, really yeah, you didn't come to my my softball game because you're too busy trying to cop sneakers on Saturday morning. I, I don't like yeah. sneakers. <laughs> I hope he I hope he doesn't spite me as he gets older. I gotta my, my wife's gonna listen to this and, and uh, whip me into shape. Um <laughs> but you were you were working on something um pretty interesting. I actually haven't had a chance to to watch it yet, but um mostly Canada and, and HBO is difficult for me. But tell us a little bit about um the new show you've been a part of, what is it, what it's about, and what's your what's what's your role in it? Yeah, absolutely. There's this new show HBO uh, put together called The Hype, and it's a streetwear competition show. So it started with like eight or nine contestants, uh, and basically they're issued challenges every day to create a, a piece or a look uh, based around, you know, whatever, whatever is thrown at them that day. One day they had to do like... Uh, DC superhero inspired outfits. Another time they had to do Offset, who's one of the, the judges, like a hoodie that he would love to wear, things like that. So um, it, it's super cool. It's hosted by Speedy, who you guys may know from Complex. Um, Speedy's incredible. Uh, the judges are Marnie, uh, who is an incredible designer. Um, I'm sorry, stylist. Um, and then Beffy from Union who's amazing, uh, owner of Union, and then offsets the other judge. And yeah, my role is I'm, I'm in the finale, which is coming up uh, Thursday or, or Wednesday at midnight Pacific time. And uh, I kind of, pa- I don't want to give too much away. And honestly, I haven't seen it yet. So I don't even know what the editor's left in, but I basically pop in and, and give some advice to the two finalists uh, on how they can bring their collections to life on Instagram. Yeah, it's it's cool to just see the evolution of or the impact that fashion and sneakers and streetwear is now having. Right, you, there's a, there's a show on HBO. Right, there there's YouTube series with millions of, of views. Um, we have Amex commissioning sneaker projects and and doing talks. Um, I think it's a great. You know, it feels like people might think, oh, it's too late to. Um, you know, get their foot in the door. But uh, I think right now is a great time to establish like, what's your voice? What's your brand? What are you building? And stick to that because I, th- I think just more and more people are going to care and get interested in it as, as the years, as the years go by. And it's, it's a great time to keep Absolutely. doing it. People yeah. always need clothes. So yeah. it's a, it's a great business to be in. I think if you have something unique to say and you're not, you know, necessarily chasing trends, and you're just really bringing something to the market that you care about, I feel like that cuts through and that's powerful. And there's been a lot of brands who have been successful kind of off of that formula in the past few years. To me, that all starts with community and, you know, caring about your people, caring about your customers and keeping them at the forefront. Yeah. Keeping them at the forefront of of what you're doing, what you're building. And, you know, I think the the internet gets its, I gets a bad rap justifiably you know, for being toxic, sure. but I think there's a lot of great people, a lot of great things happening. You just have to know where to look. Absolutely. And you have all the tools now to, you know, you could have a, 
a t-shirt brand in your garage in, you know, Iowa, and you could be the biggest brand in LA, you know, or the cool, you know, and it's like, that's, we're in this age of the internet where you can take people on your journey and you can, you can connect with consumers uh, literally uh, across the globe. And that's something that's really, we're in a very unique point of time in human history where that's really never been possible before. Like the ability to scale ideas is easier and quicker now than it's ever been in humankind. So yeah. it's, it's, it's really cool. Like if you have a great idea, put it out there. Like, you know, I, I think people are, are scared of failure sometimes or rejection and, yeah. you know, you just gotta, you gotta just go for it and put it out there. And if it, if it doesn't work out, you know, you, you move on to the next idea or you keep pushing until it does work. And yeah, you just gotta go for it. Absolutely. And it's like failure right now will probably cost you the least than it ever has before. Right. Like to start a brand, you're a $30 Shopify sub- subscription away <laughs> from having a global store. Right. Um, with a UPS yeah, account. Incredible. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Um, so I think that's the takeaway. It's more we're, to sell the less people in a city. Yeah, literally it's more work. I think that's the takeaway for anyone listening. Um, if you have an idea, just, just do it. Um, get, get it, get shit done and, and put some work in and hone in on your craft. It might take six months. It might take a year. It might take five years, but you'll probably learn things along the way and, you know, improve. Everybody, as a, everybody starts somewhere. I mean, yeah. even I remember going to, I think like one of the last times I was at a trade show in Vegas and it was capsule, I believe. And they had, or it was agenda actually. And there was a section in the back called campgrounds and it was like upcoming brands. And there was a rack and there was like a hoodie with a zipper and it was uh, a fear of God hoodie. And there was like a t-shirt, a bandana print. And it was a Ruigi t-shirt. And I'm like, these guys, you know, like Jerry and, and Ruigi, they were like, they were starting like very early, you know, and like, but they were putting their ideas out. And now look at how successful those brands have become now, you know, fear God and, and rude are, you know, leading the pack. So I think it's important. Like, you're not necessarily going to start at like this insane level and be super famous. And I think people don't see all the work, you know, like that meme of like the iceberg where it's like the work before yeah. it. And then people see like, that's super true. Like you just gotta, you gotta go out there and, and, and just make it happen. Yeah. Especially in the social media age where now where it just looks like success is the only thing you can be doing. Um, yeah. Yeah. And okay. people want that almost more than they want to be successful. <laughs> you got to put in the work. Like, you know, it, yeah. it's that, it's that image. I don't know if you've ever seen it and it's, it's like companies just look like this, right? Just, it's just a straight arrow up, but really it's this just crazy roller coaster of squiggles up and down. And at some point you get to the, the point where you're like, okay, I've done what I've wanted to achieve, but, you got to have that vision. You got to really stick to it for as long as you possibly yeah. can, because, you know, sometimes ideas are early. Um, sometimes they take a little time to come to fruition, but if you believe in it and you love it, dedicate your time to it because there's nothing that's going to be more enjoyable than, than doing something that you love. Completely agreed. Yeah. Ooh. Hopefully, hopefully we inspired some, the younger generation, so. some kids. I, so. I want to see, I want to see yeah. that. Yeah, I do. Everyone starts a brand and, after this podcast and uh, become super successful, we should get like a little royalty or something. I'm just nah, just just no, just, just, just send me a, just, just, just yeah, just the DM. No, just yeah, like yeah. a no. Yo, yeah, thanks, just the DM. Thanks, yeah, 
a coupon code for a free shirt. I'll take that. Yeah, I'll take that. yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, Dennis, invite me to your yacht once. That's all. <laughs> okay, we're we're going full Khaled now, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I hope I hope um, I, I'm I'm very excited to see what sneakers, streetwear, fashion looks like. The internet, social media community looks like by the time we're forty. Um, and shit, maybe we'll 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 hop on a podcast in seven years and talk through this last seven seven years together. Yeah, Dennis, um, thanks for hopping on. Thanks for taking the time to chat. It's uh, it's good to connect and good to see you again. So great connecting with you, DP. I, I love this conversation. Thanks for having me.